0: Shaggy Lola Salami, and it's the Shaggy Lola Salami Show, a podcast in a virtual cafe. I am really excited about today. Don't even ask me why I'm excited, but I'm just excited. I seem to have a newfound appreciation um, for life. Um, I mean, it's a miserable day in London before, even if I get it's a miserable day in London, it's been raining. I'm not even bothered about that because most of the time it just sort of puts me in a miserable mood. Um, so the other day, right, um, I was walking down the street. Um, I was actually outside of London and you know, it started snowing, um, it started snowing a few minutes prior. Um, I think it started snowing the day before and then it sort of you know, it's been going off and on, off and on. And anyway, so, you know, when there's a little bit of snow, then especially overnight, you know, the ground freezes over and it's really cold. So I had my headphones on and I was walking towards the train station, you know, just minding my own business, completely oblivious to what was happening in the rest of the world, right? And I was in one of those sort of larger roads, because, you know, in London, we don't, we don't really have massive roads like they do in America or, you know, some other countries, right? And so I was actually you know, outside of London, so the roads were sort of slightly big it was, it's, it's not a proper motorway. This one was like the ones that go at 40 miles an hour. So, whilst I was just there, minding my business, in a world of my own, in my thoughts, in my mind, um, you know, and I was on the opposite side of the road so I could see oncoming traffic. Next thing I heard was this boom, right? And because my head was bent, I could see this car coming at 40 miles an hour towards me. The driver had lost control of the car or the floor at that particular bit was slippery. Something was going on, right and the car had started to mount the curb, right but Thankfully, the driver got control of his car and swerved it and just continued going like nothing had happened and I was just frozen in space right I was just. Like literally my brain, my limbs, everything just froze in that spot. It was like, what was just about to happen? Right? Like, I then when that my brain cells started functioning, my heart then skipped a bit. Cause it was like, I died on the spot because like, I was just literally frozen in space. And it was like, I'm sorry, what? Like the car was just going to just, anyways, we will not think of the worst thing that could have happened. But yeah, so after that moment, I got a newfound appreciation of my life and of life in general that, you know what, we're walking about in the streets, minding our own business and anything could go wrong. So yes, yeah, that's me just appreciating that I'm still here enjoying life with my little human, even though she's trying to bleed me, <laughs> bleed all the little money I have and negotiate and take five pounds for putting the napkin on the radiator because I said, can you put a napkin on the radiator? She goes, yeah, can I have five pounds? And she's just three years old. Well, anyways, be that as it may, who have I got here with me? That's my, that's my lament for the day.
1: <laughs> hi, I'm Alicia Rain Patterson. I'm the owner of Sound Through Music. Sound Through Music is a children's educational company. We teach- um, I
0: can't really hi. hear
1: you. Oh, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, go on. I think I can hear you now.
1: Okay. Oh my gosh. Should I start over? I don't know. <laughs> okay.
0: No, your volume was a little bit low.
1: Okay. I don't know why. It was fine a second ago. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, yeah, I can. Okay. I don't know what that was. Okay. Well, I'm Alicia Rain Patterson. Um, my company is Sound Through Music. As I said, um, it, it's a children's educational entertainment company. And we teach science through um, theater, drama, comedy. Um, we also, our first project is At the Wave. At the Wave is a children's musical that teaches about sound. And um, we we also have a web TV um, series called Meet Me At The Wave, which is a spinoff from At The Wave. And it shows all over New York City. And it's really, really cool. And I understand we're at a cafe, so I want some green tea, with just a little bit of sugar and some lemon. Can I have that, please?
0: Yes, but you sound <laughs> quite weird though. Green tea and sugar?
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> Welcome to my world,
0: <laughs> You know what, i I just, just admit that, you know, Americans sometimes <laughs> just make me think, oh, wow, okay, green tea and sugar. I thought green tea was supposed to be without sugar, but who am I to yeah. judge, right?
1: Green tea and sugar? Hey, don't judge, what don't else? judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just just tea with a little lemon. I like lemon also in it. I know it's weird. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, and can I give my little
0: human her thirteen seconds of fame as well? Little human, are you gonna come and say hello to everyone?
1: Yeah. I want everyone. I want you, everyone. Come on, here
0: you go. start again. I want everyone. I want you, I want everyone. You There's nothing to shout. <laughs> gently, <laughs> have to practice now. Please yeah, okay. go on gently. Hello everyone, how are you everyone? Okay, we'll manage that for tonight. We will work <laughs> on our presentation skills. Hi.
1: <laughs> okay, want pepper pig?
0: okay, right, so we've, we've lost interest in talking to everybody and we want to go and watch Pepper Pig. Right, okay, so just bring tea and sugar and lemon, okay? And yeah. would you like any snacks to go with that?
1: No, that's good. That's my morning ritual every morning. I'm good with that. Fabulous.
0: Okay, I will send a little human to get it. Um, and while she's doing that, who else have I got here?
2: Welcome, Hello, this is Rocky Romanella, and I am not nearly as cool as Alicia. So that is a outstanding program we have there. And I just think it's wonderful what you're doing, Alicia. So congratulations and a great job there with your business. Uh, Rocky Romanella, um, retired uh, gentleman from UPS and then I uh, was a CEO of a telecom company for a little while. And then uh, now doing some consulting in our company, 360 management services. So I do keynote speaking, leadership training, and some consulting and just uh, published my first book. It's called Titan the Lugnuts. It's the principles of balanced leadership and it's uh, a book on leadership. And I believe, and I think Alicia really kind of sums it up as she's working with uh, young young minds and trying to get them to see what the future looks like the fact that you know all of us are leaders at one time or another and I, and I wanted to write a leadership book that wasn't about a particular leader business or I wanted to we're all leaders whether we're the head of PTA whether we're the head of little league or soccer and so I think leadership is something that we all have concerns about and we all do at some time or another so my book is about being a good leader and being a. it starts with being a good person so uh, wow um, that's cool I'm I'm excited to be part of the cafe. I would like to have a double espresso.
0: Well, I think we can definitely do that using our ghost kettle. Like everyone, can you actually hear that whistling? Right. See, I don't have lots of stories. Right. So I'll tell you one story. Right. So one day um, a long time ago, I had a friend come over to my uh, actually, no, I have two ghost stories in my old house. Right. Now, I used to then, He was like Nokia phones and Motorola's before we had the um, Samsung's and the Apple's and all of that, right? And I'd never for the life of me ever bought a Motorola phone. So one day I come, you know, my friend had been visiting and, you know, gone and, you know, so the next day um, I see a Motorola charger in my living room and I know it definitely doesn't belong to me because I have never owned a Motorola phone. So I call my friend and I say, oh, do you have a Motorola phone? Because I didn't, my friend, at the time, as far as I knew, did not have a Motorola phone. So I said, do you have a Motorola phone? Did you bring the charger? And my friend goes, no. And I thought the life of me could not figure out how a Motorola phone came in my house even though I didn't have a Motorola phone. So I just assumed that I had a poltergeist that brought that brought the Motorola phone in, in my house. And then this said poltergeist, the friend came visited and the poltergeist took my friend's hat and we could not find the hat for the life of me. So it seems in my virtual cafe, we've got a poltergeist kettle that's just whistling, but we can't actually see where the whistling is from.
1: <laughs> yeah, ghosts are real, that's all I can say.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with you on this. I'm going with you on this, so.
0: Yeah, so, well, we will use the ghost kettle to make your latte, would you like anything else to go with it?
2: No, no, no. I'm double espresso. Just plain double espresso, as strong as you can make it. So, no, worries. and nothing <laughs> else. Thank you. I'm, I'm a lot like Alicia. I start out in the morning with just my little bit of stimulus from my coffee, or in her case, her green tea, and then uh, I'll eat later on. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: No, that's 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 fine. So, um, Alicia, tell me about your program again.
1: Okay, it's a uh, um okay well well the program the the project that we're that we're on is at the wave as i said at the wave is a children's musical and it teaches about sound there's 16 songs in the play um i'm I'm originally a singer songwriter and i've been a singer songwriter for like 30 years you know long time and um I wanted to do something with kids because, you know, I have kids. As we talked earlier, I have five, and I'm also a school bus driver. I'm always around kids. So I really wanted to do something with kids, and I kind of understand them. (laughs) So I also know that when you set things to music, children learn them a lot faster, and you could teach them things earlier. And one of the things that I wanted to do was to teach them about science earlier, because I love science. And, you know, with technology and all these big things that kids are learning, they don't really even learn the basics of things. You know, they they learn the basics like when they, you know, later on, but they know how to work this and they know what this does. And they know that you could give them your broken computer, they could fix it, but they don't understand the simple things about science. So I wanted to have something that I can teach younger kids. You know, even like your three-year-old, if if she had the CD, she could sing the songs, and she'd know what frequency is. She'd know what a sound wave is. She'd know what timbre is. All the four elements, she'd know those things, and she'd know that at three and four. So when the, she goes when she goes to school and she starts learning other things, and even when that comes along, she already knows it, and it's not as science isn't as scary. You know, when when she gets gets there, so that's really what I what I set out to do to teach them science in an easier way at a younger age.
2: I think that's I think that's tremendous because you know I I, we talked a little bit on the introduction about this concept of leadership and and so for me leadership is this thought of legacy you know I think sometimes when people get in leadership roles whether as a parent or as a leader in a more traditional sense in a business, they always think it's going to be about a result. But for me, it's about a legacy. Do you leave things a little better than you found it or people better because of their time with you? And I think about what you're doing. And to me, it's all about legacy, right? Each person you're going to touch through this, through your program with, with the sounds to me are going to be better because of their time with you. So that's a tremendous legacy. And I always say that, you know, you know, we think about you know CEO. like I had some. I have had been fortunate to have some great titles. No titles better than grandpa. I can tell you that I have uh, oh. two grandkids. Two other ways. So no, no titles better than grandpa. But I think about teachers sometimes. You know, you think about it here in the U.S., Alicia, where you know you've got all these things going around with politics. And if you ask someone who your state senator is or who your representative, they may not know who that person is. But if you said to them hey, who's that teacher that made a difference in your life? Everybody stops, tilts their head, and says, oh, third grade, Miss So-and-so, or fifth grade, Mr. So-and-so. And so by the virtue of the fact that they they make such a huge influence in people's lives, teachers are probably the greatest leaders. Yes. But they don't get that credit, right, because they don't have a title of CEO or COO or president or something like that. But at the end of the day, if you think about it, teachers create that legacy, and that's what you're doing. You're creating a legacy. You're you're touching someone someday they'll look back and they'll say, well, I learned, I'm, I'm a scientist, you know, yeah, I'm the wow. I'm because of Alicia or wow. because, I saw, because I saw that program, you know, like I saw her play. And so I think that, that you got so much to be proud of.
1: You should be Wow. Surprised. Thank you. Oh my God. Okay. Thank you. I'm blushing. I'm so glad you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, is, it, does,
0: it does sound, you know, it does sound um interesting. Girl. Um, So, Oh, I know, I know that sort of you've given a bit about, you know, how you wanted to, uh, you know, how you started. But when, at what point did you think, you know what, I'm going to do this? What was the thing that, you know, the catalyst that made you decide to go go out and out just make it a reality?
1: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it, actually, it was a situation, um... Rocco, I don't know where are you from? Are you from New York or where are you from?
2: I'm a Jersey guy. I a board of Manhattan. Then you Manhattan.
1: may you may remember this. Do you remember a few years ago when there was a um bus strike in New York City? There was this uh, big school bus strike. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I was in that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and after um like after a few months of not working, I was I I'm not gonna lie to you, I prayed. I was like, listen, you know, uh, I'm a singer songwriter. I can do a lot of things. And I said, I need to know what your plan is, because I don't have one, you know? <laughs> so what's going on, you know? And then I just started writing, you know, I started writing children's songs. And because I love science, you know, I um I wrote it about science. And before you know, you know, I said, oh, I need another it just was a, a a a progression. I said, I need another way for people to hear my songs. You know, I'm going to write a play. Never wrote a play. I'm going to write a play. <laughs> I wrote a right. play. Then I said, oh, you know, I need people to know about my play. I'm going to write a web series. Wrote a web series. <laughs> oh, you know what? My web series is online, but maybe I could get it on public access television. It's on public access <laughs> television. It was like a, a progression, you know, and, um, you know, it. But
2: if you think about how it starts, right, and as I'm Mm -hmm. listening to you, right, Mm -hmm. I believe, you know, when people say, you know, how do you want to be thought of and, and, you know, what are some of the traits of great leaders, right? Well, they always come up with these wonderful, you know, adjectives, you know, strong, competent, can make a decision. See, To me, the word is thoughtful i want to be known as a thoughtful leader and think about you you're a thoughtful leader right you 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 think about consequences right and it starts with simple acts of kindness right so this whole journey begins with you being a thoughtful person how do i make a difference you know i i I sat down and looked up and said okay, Lord, I'm not sure, you know, they're for the grace of God. I'm not really quite sure what the plan is. (laughs) We got to get one here. Let's see what we can do to put one together. But it starts with this thoughtfulness. It starts with this desire to be the best you can be. And then then it, it didn't move to you being the best you could be. It moved to be, how do you make everyone around you better? And so to me, that's what I think great leadership's about. And so why, while, while today you have a wonderful title and it's your company, and that's all good, you didn't start saying, I really like to own a company and have a web series, and people would look at me oh, uh, as the <laughs> right. You you thought about how do I make it a, difference. a necessity,
1: right, like, right? You have to go and start doing your paperwork, you know, what are you going to name right. that? You know, people were saying to me, What do I was like, Oh, you know, what? You, that's really true, okay, yeah, you're right.
2: <laughs> but you started your journey with an honest heart. You started your journey with an intention to do good things. Maybe you didn't articulate it that way. Maybe it's not written in the business plan. okay Alicia Patterson's going to start as a good person, but you are a good person, and I think that's what makes great leaders. You start with this can with I this, pause
0: you there
1: for, for a second yeah, go ahead. okay
2: oh I'm sorry <laughs> we well, got yeah, sorry Alicia. we started going here. We started. Going here. <laughs> no. we started
1: Sorry, I apologize. I was, well, that is, say, right? I was
0: still blushing. So I don't See, I was just going to interrupt and say, but the thing about a good leader is one who can give praise when where praise is due, right? And appreciate someone else, you know, because, uh, and that's what you're doing. Then to me, as I was listening to you, I was thinking, you know, he's also got the, you know, the, the makings of a good leader because he can appreciate and, you know, someone else. Whereas someone else who is not such a great leader would be looking for errors or mistakes in someone else and blaming someone else for anything else. You know, whereas, you know, you are sort of being able to appreciate something that someone else does, which I think is amazing, you know, Rocky. So well, well done. And thank
1: you for complimenting, um, Alicia. Wow, thank you. Oh my gosh. Okay, like I said, I'm over here blushing. You talk well, now, Rocky. Talk about well. you, okay? Because <laughs> I'm exactly. blushing with you. So Okay. Tell us about your history, Rocky. How
0: did you start
2: out? Well, actually, it was interesting. I started out to be a high school history teacher and a baseball coach. And my dad, rest his soul, had said to one of my childrens, you know, my dad came from Italy. He said, one of my kids is going to college. It's you, but we have no money. So UPS at the time had this uh, part time job where you could work your way through college. So I worked my way through college, and I, like I said, I went to be a high school history teacher. But I, but I started to notice that when I became a part time supervisor that good leaders and and people in positions of authority are really should be good teachers so so for me i never abandoned my desire to be a teacher my classroom instead of being a traditional classroom ended up being a a business setting so i felt like if i was going to be a good successful leader then uh, then i would have the opportunity then i would be teaching people and i would have those light bulbs go off and, and the people who i worked with heads instead of in a classroom so for me i never gave that up and then you know, I worked my way up to UPS and spent 36 years there. I got to a very senior level and got the opportunity to do a lot of non traditional things, which was fun. Retired from there, was recruited to be a CEO. So, I guess what you could say is I, I'm not very good at retiring. <laughs> you know, I fo- i one of the things I found out is the Your my volume way- has gone a little
0: bit low, Rocky. Pardon me? You're a little bit low, the volume.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. I'll talk about it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I, I, it's one of those
2: things where you, you you feel like you're you're blessed with the opportunity to learn from so many people. And so I felt like throughout my career, I got a chance to meet a lot of great people, work with a lot of great people. And so for me, it was always about this legacy concept. So can I leave things a little better than I found it? Are things better because of, you know, interactions with myself? And so the book gave me a chance to do two things. The book gave me a chance to recognize my dad, who was such a huge influence in my life growing up. And then my wife, Debbie, in my adult life. I mean, I wouldn't be, you know, who I am or as successful as I am without my wife. Great friend, great partner. And many of the things I talk about in my book about leadership come from her. And one real quick story, uh, we went out to dinner one night, and I and, and this was such an impactful moment for me in business that I, that I use all the time. So we go out to dinner one night, and I know, Alicia, you said you have five, and we had four growing up. And so we, we, met, we had met this couple – and we were talking and so the woman says to Debbie at dinner one night, you know, who's your favorite kid? And so Debbie says, I don't have a favorite. They're all my favorite. And so now I'm looking at her Alicia thinking I wonder how she's going to answer this, you know? <laughs> like, who is her, you know? So she looks at and Debbie says, "No, no, I don't have a favorite." So the woman says, "Come on, it's got to be. We have two girls, two boys." So finally Debbie said, "No. Each of them gets what they need when they need it." And to me that was brilliant. It was so thoughtful. And it was, and it made such an impact on me. And I thought about that: that each of them gets what they need when they need it. And so, at all, at different points, they need different things. And so, at that moment, they feel like they're the favorite. Yes. And so, as I went back to work, I started to think about as I manage this business. You know, you have finance and accounting, you have sales and marketing, you have all these different. You know, you look at you and your business, Alicia, you know, you may have the stage hands, you may have the writers, you have the lighting, you have all the different, you have your social media people. And all these people have different skills, but each of them at different times need different things. The social media person may be very well, very skilled and doesn't need you to overmanage them. Sorry,
0: that. can so I just have, hold you for one second there, for one second. Yeah. Right. Um, you know what, um, given what you need, I think that is a really, um, you know, interesting, um, concept, like just, I know you were sort of trying to explain it, but I just sort of needed to just get my head around. I mean, I think it makes sense to me, but, you know, I have a bit of mommy brain. So just, you know, simplify how you could relate that. Cause I know you said it was a really good concept, you know, so just sort of simplified out, you know, sim- simplify that in relation to business.
2: Well, in business, you, you you have people with different skill sets and a different... Po-
0: Your volume is low again.
2: So you have people with different skill sets and different points of their career. And so if you have a very seasoned CFO, for example... That individual doesn't need you to overmanage them or micromanage them, but you may have a brand new director of sales who needs their, who needs your help and may need you to go on some sales calls with them because they're they're learning the job and they're growing and developing. And so the concept would be the CFO doesn't need you to overmanage them, so he or she gets what they need, which is your your support, but not overmanaging. While as the newer person may need you to spend more time with them, and so they get more of your time, and so someone could say, well, they're the favorite because they're getting all the time of the CEO. Well, no, it's what they need when they need it. So it's the concept of placing your time, your you know, with with the people when they need it. Which I think is so important. And i to me, that was a great lesson from my wife. And you know, I think that that's the key is you learn from everyone around you. It's not just from the books or schools or other people you work with. Many of the times you learn from these, these great people you interact with on a day-to-day basis. And so that's why I think leadership's about, you know, the ability to learn from other people and and the fact that we're all leaders at one time or another. I mean, my wife wouldn't say she's a leader, but I think she's one of the greatest leaders.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's
0: no, that's, that's quite true deal because, you know, for me as a parent, you know, I feel like, you know, especially as the world has changed considerably from when I was a child or when, when my parents were children, um, that, you know, now the choices that we make, you know, as parents or even the children they make themselves, you know, it can affect who they potentially could become um, in future. Uh, I mean, both of you, you know, what sort of, choices did you make just in general and just sort of you know out of interest you know that you think is affected you know that has helped your career or not so helped your career or was like a turning point where you thought you know what I could do something different or I could be more I mean I look back right and one of the things I wish I knew was investment skills or you know had someone who would give me regular investment um training and stuff like that um I would have really you know really liked that so you know what sort of things you know happened to you you know when you were younger that sort of affected who you've become today
1: oh um oh well well me i i just think that like what i was saying as as far as the progression um everything that's happened is who you are anyway you know everything that's happened and i think with the kids i learned as far as this business is concerned from my kids i learned how to talk to people i've learned how to you know delegate (laughs) i've learned how to do you know basically how to run a business just really from raising kids you know it's amazing i mean i I, 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 I can i can i can attest (laughs) to that one it focuses you
0: it sort of it reprograms your brain cells it gives you focus and you're like, great, I need to have a strategy. I need to have, you know, focus. I need to have goals because if you don't, everything just becomes chaos.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I, I, I would like to repay some of these compliments. Rocco, you're amazing. You worked yourself up from UBS to, to this and then that. You're an amazing person. <laughs> oh,
2: thank you. Well, thank you. But yeah, but I think it's, it's, you start the journey just trying to be the best you could. You know, my dad said to me when I was younger, he said, it's what you do when no one's watching that counts. And that always, that always stuck with me. And it's funny when I was young, I would say to him, dad, that's the best part. Nobody's watching. And he would always say to me, two people are always watching the man upstairs and you always look in the mirror. And so for me, that was one of those turning points where you, you don't take shortcuts, right? You do the right things, right? You treat people with dignity, respect, you know you recognize the value and in, in all of us, and all of us are different people and we we go about doing things differently, but if our intentions are good and we and, and we start with an honest heart, things always seem to work themselves out and so no, i I absolutely appreciate uh, those compliments but i there's no substitute for hard work that's the other thing i mean you know, there's a lot of technology out there, but you think about it you know think about it, you're working that business there's no doubt about it i mean you're 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 and I think the thing that I find so impressive with with five children and starting your business and I look at Debbie with four kids and we moved across the country we moved across the U.S. eight times with four kids in tow wow. but she always found a way to make it exciting she made it an adventure and nobody multitasks better than a mom <laughs> nobody can multitask better than a mom so <laughs> you know that is like you know, think about it I mean you got you're you know you're juggling balls and I, you know, so I think that there's a lot of skills you learn from, you know, from other people and, and watching other people and, and watching how people handle other things. So,
1: yeah, yeah. And
0: I, that, I, I, that,
1: sound, I was, that sounds
0: good. There's one and other thing, you, appreciating moms as well.
2: Yeah, well, there's one last thing I would like to say though, because I think sometimes it gets unnoticed, and I think you listen to some of your guests. And I listened to you know Alicia this morning, and it's, and it's a pleasure to meet you. And and you have so much to be proud of. But if you think about it, think about what she said when we first started. She's defined by her character, and her character is not defined by all her successes. Her character is really defined by how she handled when things didn't go well, right? When so so when the bus strike happened, and and she was looking around saying, "Hey, I gotta I gotta support my family. I've gotta find a way to to make a living. I gotta make a difference." Well, she didn't her character came forth, right? So, you know, adversity, you know, doesn't define your character. It reveals your character. And in this case, her adversity revealed that she was a person with great character, honesty of purpose was going to make a difference was no way that this was going to define who she was. She was going to make a difference. And if you look at leaders at any level in any place, the the adversity is what defined, right? That's what really, you know, that's when you really see the true person come out. So, that's when you look back and you say, well, what was the difference in her life? It, it's when adversity struck, she made a decision. Hey, you know what? This isn't what's going to define me. What's going to define me is what I do after this and, and what I do to get myself out of that. So I think that's
1: tremendous. Wow. I'm sending you a check, Rocco. Wow. <laughs> I'll tell you what you can do, though. Is, is so,
2: I have my grandkids. Why don't you send me? It's rocky at gmail.com when the show is. I'll
0: take my grandkids to see the show. I,
1: I, I will absolutely do that. Yeah, fabulous.
0: Fabulous. I feel like I should have a new tagline. Shaggy Lola Salami, connecting people. There you, <laughs> there you go.
2: go. I'll come to the show with the kids. I'll take
0: Nico and Penelope Rose. <laughs> it's so cool. Fabulous. Cool. Fabulous. Wow, that's well, like, cool. It's come to that time where I have to, as much as I don't like to, I have to kick people out of the cafe, you know, because, you know, my little human, you know, she's getting bigger. She doesn't really get as much time with me anymore. And she's been sort of, you know, trying to distract me because she's been trying to build a tower and I have to go and build a tower with her. And she's not been quite happy that I've been, quote unquote, ignoring her while doing mummy thing because you know how dare I try to have a conversation with someone who she can't see instead of her um so before I go any final words of wisdom
1: well um just just follow just do it, it instead of like we have this saying um don't talk about it be about it <laughs> you know what I'm saying things that you feel that you can do just as far as what I'm saying just go do it don't worry about um you know whether or not you can, just do it. Just see what happens. Step out and just go and do it. And I, I can usually attest to that. <laughs>
0: yes, because they say practice makes perfect, and the more you do, the better you become.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I you. know Rocky has something wonderful. Go, Rocky. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I would say that you'll be defined by your legacy. Do you leave things a little better than you found it? Are people better because of their time with you? Are your customers better because of their interaction with you? And if you do leave things a little bit better, you've you've been a bigger success than you'll ever give yourself credit for.
0: Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls who are listening to the show, I think, oh, I think I'm a bit, um, I'm a step ahead of myself. Um, Alicia, Rocco, how can people connect with you if they want to find you? I think I should have done that before I tried to do my closing speech.
1: It's okay. Um, Well, my my website is soundthroughmusic.com or you can even just Google meet me at the wave and that'll, that'll come up. But my website is soundthroughmusic.com and we're at the wave everywhere else on Twitter, Instagram, you put in at the wave. That's us. Our YouTube is at the wave also. So yes, you can get me like that.
0: Fabulous. How about you, Rocky?
2: So I am at uh, the number three and the word 60, S-I-X-T-Y, managementservices.com, and Rocky Romanella at Gmail, and our, the book, Titan the Lug Nuts. Is on Amazon, and uh, so uh, and my niece lives in London. So uh, she says that she's actually seen some people reading the book. So it's pretty cool. Oh,
0: <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> remind me again, what is your book about? I know it's a management and consultant thing. Just to remind me,
2: it's it's really about leadership. The book's about leadership and and the stories it takes. And I write it in a third. I write it in a third person. So it's a it's a good fun story, but there's leadership lessons in there. And it uh, gives you an opportunity to take a step back and realize that all of us are leaders uh, at one time or another in, in, in our daily lives. It's just not about business leaders.
0: Fabulous, fabulous. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having, you know, both of you here. And I hope, you know, you guys, I have
1: left you guys better with my presence than it was before we met. I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed being here with you guys in the cafe. Okay. Well,
2: <laughs> Enjoyed being in the cafe. Pleasure meeting both of you and uh, good luck and God bless you both.
0: Thank, Thank you. you. A little you are you going to say bye, everyone? Bye. Everyone. Bye. Bye, bye everyone. OK, bye. everyone else, um, it's the Shaggyalala Salami Show. And until <laughs> next time, we'll have a blessed evening. Bye now.